Tom Parry. Matt Boyle. You're a man of the world. Uh, yeah. I I would imagine that, you know, being such a man of the world, that you would know something on good or poor life decisions. Uh, well, perhaps a little. I've had my fair share. Okay. Um, <laughs> how does uh, buying a Fortnite Battle Pass strike you on the list of poor to bad decisions? <laughs> Um, well, I think it's very dependent on how much you're into Fortnite. Not at all. It's time about attack. What's going on here, Matt? What's um, happened to you? Right, What's... so the thing is, Tom Parry, you took a week off, and oh, in that week, um, I made some bad life decisions. So originally what happened was I I went to a, a website you might be familiar with called kotaku.com, and I looked upon their feed and saw that for some reason, I, I'm still none the wiser as to why, Fortnite had a massively popular third-person free-to-play game, Battle Royale, for those who don't know. Really? Um, yeah, just just in case, just in case. Uh, Fortnite had um, brought in um, Sakura and Blanca. Uh, as... Oh, and that, that was enough to get you on? Well, on no, it, it wasn't so much that. It was the fact that Blanca was dressed in a suit and looked like a suave businessman with a pair of yes. sunglasses. And, and you just love Blanca. I laughed so much that I was like, well, you know, we're all barreling towards this horrible metaverse feature where everything is combined. Um, just in case Epic does do something on that front, would it not be better to go dressed up as a stylish Blanca? And so... What I did was, I bought some V Bucks, um, the the, the, co- the digital currency of the Fortnite universe, um, and I I went to buy Blanca. Um, I needed to download an update for Fortnite because it's one of those things I keep on just to every now and again, you know, like they do the Ariana Grande thing or they do something a bit weird, and I'm like, oh, cool, let me have a look at this and see what is going on. So I'm keep down with the kids. And so it was. I'm glad you're the... keeping down with the kids. Well, I don't so... make any effort to. Someone's got to, Tom. Someone's got. <laughs> Someone's got to be on the pulse of um, popular culture. The hottest of trends. A mm. Tom and Matt attack. We should put that at the front. That would be nice, wouldn't it? People would probably advertise with us then. Anyways, yeah. um, so what happened was I downloaded this two gig update, and I completely forgot about it, and so I logged on this morning thinking. Oh, I'd better buy that Blanca so I can talk about it on the podcast. Oh. Um, and lo and behold, that Blanca is not available anymore. Like that, oh. I, that ship has sailed, Tom Parry. I bought the ridiculous amount. I spent like a tenner on V Bucks to buy Blanca, and Blanca is no longer for sale. Oh Such... no! So... Well, yeah, yeah. Su- such are the whims of the Fortnite universe, I guess. They just want you to buy it as quickly as possible. I guess characters are like drops, and they want you to get in there and buy things and whatever. I hate that thing, drops. Yeah, mm. I know. Tell me about it. And so yeah. I was 
I was looking and I was like, well, I, as much as I enjoyed um, the new Doctor Strange, I don't really want to buy Scarlet Witch. There was a Master Chief and I was like, well... Oh, well, Master as, Chief's cool. As novel as it would be to be either Master Chief or a very old, grizzled-looking Marcus Phoenix, because for some reason there's loads of Xbox stuff on there at the moment. Well, epic. Gears of War, that makes sense. Yeah, but I'm also Master Chief on a on a PlayStation console, Tom Parry, heaven forbid. Yeah, that is a bit peculiar, but we yeah, are we so live in a much different time nowadays. So. We do, yeah. And so I started scrolling down and looking, and I was like, well, none of these characters hold any interest. Hmm. Should I just hang on just to wait, this money? Just wait until something cool comes along. Um, but... If I if I buy the Battle Pass, Tom Parry, and I play a lot, I can play as Doctor Strange or as weird, like this weird anime character. They have they have things that look like Genshin Impact in this game now, which mm. completely flies in the face of the Fortnite style. Mm. And I was like, oh, actually, you know what? Maybe I will just spend some of this money, keep some of those V-Bucks aside for a rainy day when a, a suited Blanca or maybe, you know... Business attire Ryu comes on. To, Ryu, even Ryu, uh, comes onto the platform. They um, can come back, can't they? Is that, they that's can. correct. Yeah, I th- I think so. Um, and so I was like, well, okay, cool. I will. I'll keep some money aside, but with the money I have, I could probably buy the battle pass and earn that money back. Which I'm happy to say, I kind of already have. Hmm. But I did lose. You're really good at it. You're really good at Fortnite. I'm all right at Fortnite. It turns out. It it turns out they're playing with small children who've never played a third person a third person shooter game in their lives. It's very easy mm. to come in the top three. Yeah. Okay. Now, now is Fortnite is a game where if you get shot, that's it. Isn't it, it is a battle royale game. Yeah. I have... I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I I do. I there's <laughs> you know me. I've played some Apex Legends. I've played some. Is there a way of playing it where? You know, it's not just to get shot once, is it? You, no, you no, can, no, no. It's not like, like instant energy. death. You do have health yeah. and stuff, like any yeah. other first-person yeah. shooter. Um, you can also like pick up things in the environment to get shields and whatever. Um, but I, I did this, Tom Parry, like four hours ago. I was like, okay, maybe I'll play around a fortnight or two. And then yeah. I looked at my phone and I was like, shit, it's almost time to record the podcast. Where did this morning go? Mm. It's been very interesting to play Fortnite with the eyes of someone who's paying attention to how they are trying to make you play more Fortnite. Ah, yes, yes. And so... How do they do that exactly, Matthew? Well, it's quite interesting. Obviously, as with any free-to-play game, there are like 8 million activities for you to do at any one time. So there is like, hey, go here, go there, like uh, kill this many people with a sniper rifle, kill this many people with a shotgun and all this Mm. other stuff that you would expect that racks up XP quite quickly. But on top of that, they, at the start of every season, it seems, I and I could be wrong about this, because I have played the game before and like bounced off it immediately, the map becomes blank again. And so there are things on the map that you can do. Some that actually kind of get in the way of you playing the Battle Royale, which I thought were interesting. There's like quests that are like, oh, you need to kill all of these NPCs and help liberate this fortress. I'm like, that would be great if I didn't have other players shooting at me. This seems at odds with the core mechanics of the game. Mm. But they just, it's very good at 
making even the smallest thing in game feel like an accomplishment. Okay. It's very good at like sound cues, so whenever you're in a building, you can hear like a oh sound that lets you know a chest is nearby, and you're like, oh, well, i got to open the chest. Maybe I'll get an exotic weapon or whatever. There's lots of things where you're walking around the world and like you can collect things that are on the maps in specific areas to level up other objects you have. Hmm. There's NPCs walking around the world that you can buy stuff from or do quests for, which should generally involve you killing another player. There's just lots going on and there's lots of layers on top of it from when I last played it. And so much so that I'm like, oh, I get why people play this game now. It's just essentially one long tick box exercise, and it's really not that far between the next like dopamine hit of like, yeah, look, you just got twenty thousand XP because you've picked up three of these chip things. Mm. It's clever, it's, isn't it? It's very, very insidious. Um, I, I personally don't think the shooting is that great in it. Like it. It reminds me of a bit more floaty of a Lost Planet, and I know I am in the minority of people who absolutely fucking adore Lost Planet, but I think maybe that's where my transferable skills have come from, is that I was very good at Lost Planet Mm -hmm. online, and so being able to just mow down people who have not had the gaming experience I've had seemed very easy. In fact, Tom Parry... I leveled up to level 40 in the battle pass in three hours. How, how much? Level 40? Level 40. That seems a lot quicker than something like Call of Duty. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know if that was because I was particularly good. Like, the first time I won a Double game, XP? No, it, it didn't no. seem that way. I think it's just because with the battle pass, you've got so many quests and stuff ticking in the background that just the action of playing the game ah, helps you so level if you pay that fast. extra, then you're going to get a high level higher quicker yeah and you can God, you can also just i mean we we understood what you meant it's all right yes <laughs> you can you can pay to win in this game and well i no actually that's wrong you can't pay to win because they don't give you better guns and stuff they just give you better aesthetics but mm. you can spend v bucks in the game to gain additional levels if you re- if you so choose in fact there's even an option with the battle pass when you buy it it's like well you can buy the battle pass for like 900 V-Bucks or whatever it is. Or you can pay us 2,000 and we'll unlock the first 25 levels for you for free. <gasps> oh. I was like, no, but that's like over twice the price to stop me playing the game. And how the rewards kind of stack through the battle passes, it's not just level mm. dependent. You have to unlock specific things. Okay. And to do that, there are certain like characters and the more attractive things on each page of the battle pass mm. that are locked behind you buying everything on that page to progress. And you can literally click triangle and it'll go like buy all. So you can just clear the page and get that character skin or whatever <clears throat> it is. I was going to ask him actually what format you're playing on, but I guess you've revealed that there. Yeah. I'm playing it on the, on the PS5. Um, mm. I obviously I I don't have anything else. I touched I, I, oh the switch. I, oh yeah, that's true. It is on Switch, isn't it? And I mean, with the Epic account now, it's all linked together. I just yeah. I don't know. I just like playing it on a big TV with the controller. I don't know. I did originally the first time I played Fortnite. I did play it on the Switch with Joy Cons, but 
I don't know. Something about a third-person shooter for me, I need an actual controller. You still don't have a Pro Pro. controller for your Switch. I do not, no. I still haven't bought one. I still haven't seen one cheap enough and gone, oh, I need to get this. Hmm. But, you know, like it, it's a bit of a catch-22. I don't have a pro controller, therefore I don't play games like this on the Switch. But because And I don't you, don't, you don't like the um, grip, the Joy-Con grip? <sighs> not f- not for things like this. I feel okay. it, I if I'm going to use Switch controllers to play a game on a TV, I tend to just like freehand it. I have one in mm. each hand. Because so you I've... love the Wii. Exa- well, no, I, yeah, but like, it doesn't matter about that because I can just no. hold the controllers in my hand. Yeah, yeah, and I don't have no. to worry about waggling. There's no, no waggle no. involved, Tom. Okay. No, I, mm. so yeah, generally speaking, I not only seem to be all right at Fortnite, but I can actually see why people find this game fun. I'm gonna. Are you suggesting that I play Fortnite? I think you should give it a go. It's free. I mean, I've played it once. My experience of Fortnite was downloading it on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, starting up a match, getting shot immediately, dying immediately, and right. uh, uninstalling it. I think that was how, how much of a chance I gave Fortnite. So it really wow. wasn't fair um, of me, but I just didn't like the way it feel, felt. And I thought, well, I could spend my time um, better Give playing something else. something else. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. The thing I is, don't need another game in my life. No, and I mean, to be fair... Especially one that doesn't instantly grab me. I mean, that's, that's wrong, though. You should definitely give games more of a chance than of five course, minutes. Especially when it's free. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, if you had you paid £70 for a cartridge and pubbed it in and then gone, I hate this. No, then... you wouldn't do that, though. That's how you, you persevered with games in the past. You were like, well, I spent good money on this. Yeah, I'm going to actually get some worth out of it. Exactly, but yeah, with a free-to-play game, I guess you have the option of bouncing off, but you should give it a go, Tom. Honestly, I don't think it's that bad a game. Well, I think Claire has it installed on her Switch, so that might be my first port of call. I'll just yeah. uh, I'll, I'll play it on there, maybe. Give it a go. Wow. Yeah. Fortnite. Didn't yeah, expect I never... to talk... But I imagine, do you think the fact that you've actually paid some money is giving you a better experience? No, I don't think so, because I was doing quite well before the Battle Pass, even. Like, I kind of just, Mm. I played a little bit of it to be like, oh, I wonder what's going on here new in this game. Mm. It seems like they have a lot more kind of Roblox-esque creator content now, where people are making stuff within that game. And also, there's a, a mode which I was playing, which you can literally call no build mode. So there's no one building towers and stuff. You're just running around shooting people, which is much more up my alley. Ah, that sounds like it'd be up my alley as well. Are there any um, popular culture characters you'd like to play as in Fortnite? Who would you like to see? Who, you know, you can't obviously have suited Blanca right now. So what what would you like to see appear? I don't know, Tom. It's a difficult thing. Like, Can you was... get like because giving a gun to characters who yeah. wouldn't necessarily have a gun, isn't it? In some cases, you've got really kind of like Street Fighter. The characters running around with guns feels a little bit odd. Yeah, there was also Naruto characters in the game a couple of months back <laughs> with guns. With guns, it's like if you put Dragon Ball characters, for instance, Goku with a machine gun doesn't really. It could happen. It, it, it it's strange, isn't it? It's strange. Now, the characters who you could see with a gun, like James Bond or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Rambo, Terminator. Uh, yes. 
I I think some of those people have actually featured in this game. I can't remember because mm. there's so many bloody IPs in every game, video game now that I don't okay. know where that line is drawn. Yeah, do you think from. Ripley's been in it? Because Aliens. Oh, hundred percent. Ripley's been in Fortnite. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna put that... best IPs in Fortnite. So, so when Sigourney up. Weaver's playing Fortnite, she's uh, got a Ripley there. I'm sure. I'm sure. Ghostbusters. There must have been. Um... Because there's some franchises which constantly seem to be releasing new stuff, like Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. You know, that's just just two of them. Forbes (laughs) has a thing called the complete list of licensed skins. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, this will be good. Here's a cool segment coming up. So there's literally, like, endless amounts of... Marvel stuff. There's loads of Star Wars stuff in the moment because this May Fourth yeah. happened last week. Don't tell me you can play as Yoda. Uh, no, unfortunately, okay. you can play as everyone's That's... everyone's favorite Star Wars characters. Han Solo. Oh, actually, the Mandalorian has Baby Yoda. No, not not Han Solo, Tom. Uh, Luke Skywalker. No, Tom, not Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> no, Tom, not Jabba the Hutt. Darth Vader. No, Tom, not Darth Vader. Admiral Ackbar. No, unfortunately. C-3PO. No. <laughs> R2-D2. No. Oh, someone from the new films. Yes, Tom. Ray. Yes. Poe. No. Finn. Finn, yes. I've forgotten everyone else. Caroline. You know, everyone's favourite Sith Trooper, and then also um, Boba Fett from the book of Boba Fett is in the game as well. Ah, Well, that makes sense. Boba Fett's a cool one. Or or, um, Mandalorian. Yeah, no Mandalorian. What's his name again? Jin. I think so, yeah. No Mandalorian. Lots of DC stuff. Ah. Um, Video games characters, including Master Chief Kratos. Ryu, Chen Li. A lot of these aren't available right now. They've no. been available. Lara yeah. Croft, Aloy, the Borderlands Psycho with Claptrap, Cami, Guile, Jill Valentine, Chris Redfield, Jinx, V, who are from. Leon S. Kennedy? No, no Leon. No Leon. No. Just Jill and Chris for some reason. Um, Ezio from Assassin's Creed was apparently a Fortnite character you can play as. Yes, Tom. So, like, who, uh, Hopper from. Stranger Things, the Demi Gorgon, T seven uh T one thousand Terminator, Sarah oh, Connor, so, Xenomorph, yeah, okay. Ripley, Tron, apparently, Ghostbusters, Predators, Snake Guys from G.I. Joe, which is one of the first skins I almost bought. I was like, Why why is this a thing? Um E-Man. No, I don't think so yet. Not oh. Transformers, um, that's an obvious one. Oh god, I wish no Are they, they too big? Scale-wise. I mean, I guess so. Apparently, you can play as NFL sports teams in Fortnite. Um, And yeah, there's there's been a whole host of celebrities, uh, like the the pre-mentioned Ariana Grande and Travis Scott. There are certain characters, though, which will never be in Fortnite. You're not going to see Mickey Mouse with a gun or Bugs Bunny. I I don't see that ever happening. I could see Alma Fudd. (laughs) <laughs> actually out of sonic you could see shadow in it at least yeah exactly you, shadow's got he, yeah yeah who would you like to see in fortnite tom parry for some reason now i'm not a big fan of this show or anything but hugh laurie from house <laughs> yeah I, i'm I just thinking of like 
<laughs> weird characters from um, more adult drama series that they could sort I of mean, shoehorn in. Surely like, they must be like looking at the cin- cinema blockbuster lineup. Surely there must be a Tom Cruise in his Maverick Top Gun gear yeah. on the way. Yeah. Uh, Walter White. <laughs> oh man, you know what? Right, I I gave people so much shit when I was when I watched the Ariana Grande concert and like there was Rick Sanchez next to Harley Quinn. I was like, I don't like this. But you know what? If you stuck in like a an early season one Walter White, I might have to buy that skin. Oh golly. Um. Well, better call Saul's back on. Maybe they'll put Saul in. No, I don't think so. I think the series is coming to an end. So, like, it is. It yeah, is. It, had it been, you know, at the time of the Reese Grand Torino, not Grand, is it Grand Torino? That's the Clint Eastwood movie. What's the name of the the Breaking Bad movie with Jesse? Oh, it's El El Camino. Camera El Camera El Camino El Camino El Camino. Yeah, I knew it was the name of a car. Got there. It got there in the end. They could have. They maybe put that on there. Who knows? I'd love it if they had like soap opera characters in there, you know. Oh god, could you imagine? Yeah, like neighbours characters, you know. Yeah, I can't name any. This is the thing. <laughs> this is where this bit dies because oh, I Oh, Paul Robinson, know. Carl Kennedy, Harold Bishop, you know. God, how long Neighbours is current. How long so. do you reckon before we, we have politicians in Fortnite? Oh dear. Are there any cool politicians? I don't know. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, Maybe there we not. go. Let's move anyway, on. Anyway, let's draw um, a line under yeah. this Fortnite conversation. Yeah. Pour one out for my, my suited blanket, Tom. One day. Oh. One day alone, that beautiful bastard. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Thanks. Uh, meanwhile, I've been playing uh, Link's Awakening on Switch. Ooh. Yeah. Have you played it? Have you got it? No, I own okay. it. I haven't played it yet. Oh, you own it? I bought it because it was uh, Shop 2 were doing a sale where they had a lot of first-party Nintendo games at £35. Wowzers. Uh, they've now gone up to £40, but uh, at the time when they were at their lowest, I decided I'd like to... Because I love the visual style of yeah. this remake. Oops. And uh, nearly pulled my head, headphones out then. And... Um, it's good. I mean, I, I like the game. I've played the game before on the Game Boy, of course. I've never finished it, believe it or not. Well, you can believe that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, first of all, there was a CG cutscene at the beginning. Uh, after the initial uh, 2D animated one, which was very nice, of Link on, on the boat, you know, and uh, getting shipwrecked. Yeah. And then uh, there was a CG bit, and it was like, wow, is, are these the game's graphics? I was like, this looks like um, next gen type yeah. stuff but of course then when the game came in it was like okay yeah they're not quite up to the standard of that cutscene. but imagine if they were and i thought oh it'd be really great if nintendo did just push their hardware a, a bit um and you had a game that looked as beautiful as that 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 short cutscene at the beginning not to say that the game's visuals look bad by any means but you can see that they're, they're not as sharp as um they could be yeah um however I love the design, and the visuals are good. What does show about the game, though, is how old it is. And uh, the design of the game yeah. does not feel like a modern game at no, all. not at all. Um, there are several moments in the first couple of hours of the game, uh, at least cause that's all I've played so far, because I only started playing yesterday, um, where the logic behind what you need to do is not um, very clear. 
you yeah. know, or doesn't make much sense. Maybe it does by the standards of the time, but nowadays, when, when games tend to be a lot more friendly, I mean, there are some exceptions to that, but in general, Nintendo games especially, tend to um, be very kind to the player and to sort of make it quite easy to know what to do. Whereas the first instance I had trouble with was uh, the forest at the beginning of the game. You have to go into the forest and get a key to the first temple. Yeah. And there's, uh, what would it be, like uh, an animal. It's like a tanuki or something, a raccoon or something like that. And it messes everything up. You might remember this. So you can't actually get through that area without first getting rid of this character. Yeah. And uh, I think... He does actually hint to what you need to do, but you have to throw the magic powder on him. For whatever reason, that wasn't clear to me that I needed to do that. So I spent ages just wandering around trying to, you know, work out what on earth I should be doing right now. Uh, I had to look it up. Um, And it wasn't too long until I had another instance of that where I was doing the second dungeon and there was a shy guy. A room with a shy guy in, and you move one way, and he moves the other way, you know. So he moves in tandem with your movements. Yes. The idea is you've got to kill him. But I wasn't sure, because you couldn't hit him normally with your sword. No. It turns out you have to hit him from the back yes. with the charged exactly. sword. Yeah, yeah. And I was stumped on that for ages. Again, I had to look it up. And I'm wondering how more instances of this am I going to have throughout the game where it really is a little too cryptic for my liking but this was very standard i suppose at the time when link's awakening was first released i think things that just aren't very obvious no and i tried all sorts i tried oh there was some pat some some floor looked different in the room where i was in so i was trying to get him to stand on that bit of floor right and then it was like oh do i have to actually make him leave the room so i was trying to get him to go through the exit yeah i did all these things before i even thought about hitting him in the back yeah especially with a charged sword i mean yeah, it's hard for me to say because obviously I I know that game inside and out because I've played it so many times. Yes, yes. But I don't know. You might be right. It might have just been the the game of the time. I think there's a lot of trial and error in trial and error mm-hmm. in Zelda, especially in Link's Awakening. I think it there's a lot of that in previous Zelda games, like Link to the Past makes you do stuff like this, and I can't remember if I would... I think I would have played Link's to the Past before I played Awakening. Mm. I definitely didn't play Zelda 1 and 2 until much later, because I never owned them. But I I don't know. I, I don't... I guess, as you say, it must be in style with how games were at the time. This is what I... I yeah, how I would understand it. Games used to be a bit more cryptic. I mean... I know that. I mean, and probably the most famous example of that would be Castlevania 2. Yeah. You know, uh, (laughs) I've never actually played through that game, but I'm very aware of how cryptic some of the things you have to do in that game actually are. Now, how kids back in the day were able to work that out? Nintendo Power, Tom, honestly. And, like, the thing you need to bear in mind is as well is Castlevania 2, the Western release of that game is more cryptic than the original Japanese version Mm. of it. Because apparently back then, games rentals were a big thing and a lot of buyers were concerned that kids would be able to finish the game in the day. And so some this of that it, more it? stuff was put in to stop that from happening. 
You're quite right. I think moments like that in Zelda are probably there to extend the game's length to a I, point, yeah, and maybe to so. sell more um, <laughs> Nintendo Power magazines. Who knows? Um, Who knows? But like it, I think there is some stuff in that game, especially later, especially to get some of the like later keys to the temples that is just so obtuse that even mm. even if someone's beaten that game multiple times I had to look at a guide for how to do there's a frog guy under a stone and you need to enter that maze in a certain way and there's loads of arrows on signs pointing oh, different yeah. directions there was another part where you had to kill enemies in a certain order yeah. to get the key yeah <laughs> yeah no it does stuff like that all the time but I mean it is yeah. Link's Awakening is literally developed as an experimental Zelda game. There is a mm. lot of stuff that is obtuse about it, but that's kind of why I like it so much, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's got banks of charm. It's a lot of fun to play. Um, yeah, but those certain moments, I, I had to look it up. There was no, Actually, it was Claire who persuaded me to look it up in the end, because yeah. I was playing it. I was like, how am I meant to do this? Come on. He said, I'll just look it up. You know, that's what I would have done by now. Yeah. And I was trying to do it without the help of a guide, but I think I realised in the end I wasn't going to get anywhere using my own um, logic. Yeah, fair. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting how they didn't change the game. I mean, it's commendable that they didn't change the design of the game, you know, and kept it as it was. It, at least it seems that way to me. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it seems at odds with what Nintendo games are now. Yeah, exactly. The fact that there is literally a one-to-one remake of the game, yeah, to its detriment in points. Apparently, I've heard that there's a lot of like slowdown sometimes when you're moving between the screens when it's attempting mm. to do the scroll like it did on the Game Boy. There are a few graphical things that look a bit weird occasionally. It's not too distracting, I don't think. And yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I've I've noticed things like that visual. Mm, anomalies yeah. as it scrolls, yeah. But I I think you are right that while that is great for someone like me who has a lot of nostalgia and loves that game, I think it, they kind of did it dirty a little bit by not making some of those quality of life changes that they could have done. I feel that they did add something. Now, occasionally, the, as you uh, chop down bushes or throw pots, you pick up power-ups that give you uh, limited special abilities. Right. Now, I can't remember if those are in the original Link's no, Awakening. No, I don't think so. It's like you become more powerful or you can move faster for for a short amount of time. I think there was an invincibility thing that you could get every mm. now and again, but I don't remember anything else. It's been a while mm. since I played it last. I though. think there's at least two that I've encountered so far, power-ups that you can occasionally get to uh, power you up because one thing that's noticeable is how slow Link moves yeah. in terms of uh, what we're used to in modern games and when we're Pokemon I remember Pokemon introduced a run button Yeah, <laughs> I don't think there's any run button unless I'm mistaken no in, um, there isn't you can Link's charge awake. though by holding it up, one of the buttons down once you get one of the power ups later ah ok well there you go so maybe I just haven't yeah, had all the power ups yet which definitely haven't so yeah, great game. I, I totally recommend it. But I just, uh, we, we, if you haven't played it before and you're used to more modern games, then just remember this is a game from the early 90s. 1991, I think. Yeah. Okay. 
So it, it does have a lot of design choices that were more popular then than they are now that, that could frustrate some maybe younger players. I say if you're getting this for a, for, for a young kid who's, who's maybe not played anything like that, they're going to have a hard time. Yeah, parts of especially it. as the aesthetics kind of make it seem like a more child-friendly, approachable version of Zelda. Oh, yeah, the gameplay... Yeah, it's it's proper hardcore though. Yeah. Gonna gonna correct myself. It originally came out in nineteen ninety three. I think. Okay. The past ninety one. We we all think it's older than it actually is. I think it was a lot it happens a lot with these games. I I feel. Yeah, I mean, it, Game Boy came out in eighty nine, and then I think maybe Frog Bell came out ninety one. Because I know that game is kind of the proto version of this game anyway it doesn't matter it's not a game boy history lesson if you want to find out about those games go to game <laughs> game boy's youtube channel oh yeah did you did one on link's awakening didn't you? i did and also on um for who the frog bell tolls which is like mm. the, the proto version of this game which i to be honest with you i kind of hoped that once they'd done link's awakening they would go back and finally make that for the west mm. but yeah they've got did. this engine now that they could also use for link to the past couldn't they yeah true which I feel is going to happen, but maybe not on the Switch. Maybe they're going to do that on their next hardware, whenever it is they release that. But that will be for a long while, if, maybe. if we I believe mean, what Nintendo was. Hey, we got another Metroid right game come out of nowhere, so let's see. Yeah, that it would be cool. Link, link to the, the past uh, remake. Uh, maybe, um, as you say, uh, is it called For Whom the Frog Bell Tolls? Yes, For Whom yeah, okay. the Frog... For whom the fro- the frog for whom the bell tolls. Is oh, the, okay, yeah. okay. Um, cool. Yeah. So that that's my thoughts on Link's Awakening. Great game. How long do you think it's going to take me to finish that one? Not Matt? too do long. You, it's, it's not I super think it's, long game. It's a couple of hours long. It's like seven, eight hours is maybe. It? Yeah, it's not too long. I've played for a couple of hours already. Two te- two temples in two hours. How long to beat.com says... Do you remember who I need to give the bananas to? I've given the canned food to the crocodile. Yeah, you give the bananas to a monkey. It's 14, I've seen the monkey, it's 14 but... 14 hours. But 14 hours. Yeah. The monkey just throws stuff at me. I can't give him his bananas. You you will at some Not point. Not that monkey. Okay. Uh, yeah, there are there are enemy monkeys. You'll find an injured monkey at some point and you'll give him the bananas. Okay, good. Because yeah. that's what I was doing. Well, I was trying to work out what, what I needed to do in the dungeon. Doing the big just... swap quest. Yes, yeah. do it, do it, doing that. I also bought the spade. Yeah, you didn't. Rob There's no the need spade. to steal. There's no need to do it, is there? Because no, you can get two hundred rupees quite easily. Yeah, I've always thought that, but you know, yeah. it's a li- it is a fun touch that if you steal it, that shopkeeper comes for you. Yeah, I wonder and if that's. Thief I wonder if that's what inspired the the shopkeepers in Spelunky. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, hmm. who knows. Anyway, okay, Matt. What else have you been? Uh, I've been playing, playing more free-to-play goodness, Tom Parry. Hmm. Um, I have been dabbling in a game called Notwoods, um, which is oh, this this sounds very Matt Boyle straight away. Yeah, well, it it's essentially the guy who um, developed slash created Wordle. Um, is this not words with a K? It is not right. words with a K. Yes, is it not? It is not. It is not not words with a K, or is it? Yeah. Is, it, it is not words with a K. It. Is, oh God! It is. <laughs> it is not. It is yes. Not words has a K on it. God, don't break my brain on a Sunday morning, please. Um, 
Yeah, so it it is not from the developer of uh, Woodle, though. It is not with jo- an N. No. Oh, God, shut up! Stop it! Don't hurt me, Tom. <laughs> I'm fragile. Um, Josh Wardle, the developer of Wordle. Really, his name's Wardle. He developed Wordle. His name's Wardle. Wardle. <laughs> he developed Wordle. Yeah, I learned this morning he's Welsh. So good on you, boy. Oh. Um, he he put on Twitter like, yeah, I think that this game is an evolution of Wordle, and I I think he's somewhat right in that. It's by Zach Gage. But it's not developed. It by is not him. developed by him. No, he has just put his stamp of approval on it. I guess, you know, when if the New York Times buys something off you for a million dollars, maybe you're just like, yeah, it's going to take it easy for a while. Anyway, Zach Gage has made some games that I've talked about in the past, such as Bad Chess and Good Sudoku, um, which, are ve- yeah, which are very ha- like easygoing mobile games, the kind of things that I used to play on my commute before that wonderful pandemic happened. Just like a little quick game. My Wordling has gone a little bit out of hand. I not only play Wordle now, but I play Hurdle, which is plays you a couple of seconds as a song, which is quite interesting. Oh, and then, I get it. Yeah. And then also a game called Framed, which shows you six still images from a movie. And the first one is very obscure on purpose, and they get easier as it goes along. Oh yeah, that could be really hard. It no, you you would be surprised. There have been a couple that I've just been like, oh, it's this movie, and then a couple I've been like, oh no, which of the Sergio Leone movies is this one? Um, anyway, so I I've been doing a lot of these, and so not words came out, and with Mister Wardle's stamp of approval, I was like, okay, let me play this. What it is is essentially you get a crossword puzzle, but with none of the clues. So how you cool. populate this crossword puzzle is essentially where the words cross. You have set letters that could go in those slots. So you're trial mm. and erroring, mm. and also so you have like your... a Scrabble sort of collection of letters. Yeah, you, that you can use. Uh, no, essentially what happens no. is, so you like click, so for example, like say it was a line going down of three, like on a crossword, hmm. you would have three letters that when you clicked on that part of the board, it would say to you, like, you have O, G, and D. Ah, and so okay. you would go, okay, this is probably dog. So you would spell dog. And then you would look at where the G matches the rest of the crossword and go, hmm, I don't think that... Trial and error. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of yeah. trial and error. But it it also makes you feel super smart in ways because you're like, oh, look at those letters. It's, I bet that one down there is fantasy. Hmm. So I will put all of the rest of the letters in. I don't have the F at the start. What what four letter word could I make that ends with an F that would allow me to create fantasy on this downstroke? It's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of going back and forth and you typing in random letters and seeing what works. Sometimes words that I'm like, I need to look that up because I have no idea what that word is. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's very fun and very satisfying. Like there is a, a crossword without the clues. Yeah, exactly. It's just mm-hmm. like. There is a cro- there is a kind of crossword without clues. I can't remember what it's called. I think they 
cryptics are the ones that have really weird puzzles, aren't they? There's ones you can get that are kind of a bit like Sudoku, I remember my mum doing, where you have the 26 letters of the alphabet at the bottom, and they have numbers, and so they'll Uh give you, like, an A and an E or whatever, and then you look at it and go, right, okay, this is an A, this is an A, this is an A, and then you look at those, and based on number frequency, you can kind of try and back figure out a crossword. I can't remember what they are called. I think they're called code breakers. I might be wrong with that though. Code ah, breakers yeah. might be I I've thing. definitely recognised that uh, name. It might be a different thing. Anyway, this is really good. I think this is something that can really scratch your itch. It takes like, honestly, it took me like 20 minutes to do the one yesterday. So it's not a small investment of time by any means. But as I was on good a train. For a trip. Exactly. As I was on a train and I was doing it, I was like, oh, you know. I'm doing something that isn't just me mindlessly scrolling Facebook or Twitter. I'm actually doing something that, you know, gives me a sense of satisfaction and makes me feel smart, which, you know... We all like to feel smart. Exactly, who doesn't like to feel smart? Not what happens when I play Zelda. Not what happens (laughs) when I buy Fortnite (laughs) Fortnite V-Bucks either, Tom, but there we go. But actually, no, it does make you feel smart, actually. Um, Because the majority of puzzles you can work out. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. Trial and error. <laughs> Trial and error. Oh, that sounds cool, Matt. So what can you play this on? Um, Your phone? I think it's available on most things, to be honest. It's definitely yeah. available on Android and iOS. You can you can download it for free. There are 10 puzzles and the daily that are free. All oh, right. Beyond that, they do have a subscription model, which is like a fiver a month, or you can just buy the game outright for 10 That seems quite, quite a lot, yeah. Yeah, I think... Fiver a month th- or th- just buy the game. I think yeah. it's trying to get you to just buy the game, to be honest with you. That's my thing there, is that they maybe people are like, okay, maybe I'll pay the fiver because I'll only yeah, play this for the month anyway, and then I'll just cancel it. But My phone contract cost me £6 a month. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but I mean... This is the thing, isn't it? Everything wants you to subscribe. Even Fortnite now has like a Fortnite... Oh, God, what's it called? It had a really cringy name. Yeah. Like, it help you forget about all the things you've subscribed exactly, to. Exactly, like passive yeah. subscriptions. It's a lot yeah. of revenue for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, Naughty. anyway. I, not words. Um, not not words. Not not words. Not not words. Very good game. Yeah, it is a very good game, as opposed to not being one. Uh, okay, do you want to hear about what else I've been playing? Yeah, go for it, Tom. I'm I'm gone totally retro recently. I've been playing a fair amount of Donkey Kong Country. Wow. So I started this yesterday evening. Uh, I thought, well, I'll carry on playing Donkey Kong Country. I think I'd got so far with it. Playing this on the Switch, um, what's it called? Nintendo Online. Yeah. It's not a virtual console. No, it isn't. And uh, that game... I mean, you've played Donkey Kong Country, haven't you? Of course, yeah, I've played lots of Donkey Kong Country. The game that Shigeru Miyamoto famously once said, it's just proof that it goes to show if you have enough good enough graphics, it doesn't have to be a good game. That's very controversial. Because I agree, because I, I think... I'm going to say Donkey Kong Country good. is an excellent game. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, even though at times it feels cheap, because you really do have to replay certain sections because you don't know necessarily what's coming. Yeah. But there's a flow to Donkey Kong Country that is all of its own. I think that as, as a platformer with, with a certain feel and flow and uh, satisfaction in, in movement, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really great game. And it does have great visuals and it has varied design. Every level you know, throws up something new. 
Yeah. Um, it. I mean, it's punishing. It's, oh, I like, hate the minecart levels. Like, okay, they do my yeah. head in every time I play that game. I mean, the way they throw enemies in it's certain. It's it's evil in places. Yeah. Um, but incredibly satisfying. But just be prepared to replay and replay. And of course, by playing it on Nintendo Online service, you do have the option of save states. Yes. Which I have to say, I have relied on here and there. I don't blame you because I, <laughs> I have, I've got to King K rule many times and mm. died because I didn't have enough lives left and it's been game over and I've been very annoyed. Full of great ideas, though that game. Hundred percent. And great music, great ideas, great visuals, great feel. Um, very difficult, but you know, it's another one of the games that I think kids. Wow, you know, they had games like Donkey Kong Country to really test their yep. skills, and it's difficult because I suppose it's not exactly a very long game, so it's difficult for a reason. You replay it, you replay it, you replay it, you get good at it, you yeah. know. And uh, I have to say, having played it quite a lot recently, um, I do feel like I'm getting in a flow and. Rather than going and play something else, I've been coming back to it because I'm like, well, I'm in that zone, you know. Yeah, I've I got that you. feel for Donkey Kong Country. I don't want to lose that because right now I'm on a bit of a roll, a roll, yes, as Donkey Kong can do. Exactly, yeah. Not a, um, as opposed to a bit of a rhino. Uh, yeah. Or a dolphin, <laughs> or a, so- it's a swordfish, isn't or, it? Or it's an ostrich. It's, a, it's, a, it's oh, an ostrich God. and a frog. The underwater uh, music in Donkey Kong Country is perhaps one of my favourite video game scores. I love that. Exactly. The start of it as well. Yeah, the start of it, yeah, is great. In fact, I think Donkey Kong Country came back into my mind purely because that music came to me one day and I was thinking, where on earth is that music from? And I thought, Donkey Kong Country, you know, I must play that again. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, but the whole soundtrack. soundtrack, it's a really interesting soundtrack. Cause a lot of it is sort of more atmospheric, ambient even at times. Um, it very much fades into the background, apart from the main theme. Which is obviously a little bit more upbeat. A lot of the music is quite downbeat um, and atmospheric, which is um, unique, I think, for a, a mascot platformer type. Yeah, thing. I would agree. I, it yeah, does, but it's great music. I, I think it's so well composed, though, that a lot yeah. of it sticks with me and just probably a testament to how much I played Donkey Kong Country in my youth. Yeah. I, I never did, you see, because I didn't have a Super Nintendo, so it was only much later in life I actually started playing. And it's taken me a long while to really appreciate Donkey Kong Country yeah. for what it is. It's a great um, game. I, hmm. I don't think the second and third one are as good. No, I've played a bit of the second and third even, but it's the first one that I keep coming back to. Yeah. It is, it's, honestly, it's all about the first one. I I don't mind the second game. I think three's got some interesting ideas, but it, I, it just doesn't do it for me in the same way. I prefer playing as Donkey to Diddy. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, I mean, isn't it Diddy and Dixie in two? Yes, it is, and then it's... Yeah, yeah, um, the fact that you can't play as Donkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, you're trying to save him, and you were this whole point of the game, yeah, but I... I yeah. it, The second one for me does the same mistake as uh, Lost Levels originally did, is that it just feels like a more punishing version of Donkey Kong Country. And which is 
Very punishing. Yeah, man. <laughs> there are there are bits where you were on like pirate ships and there are just wasps yes, flying left and right, up and down, and like you have to get your jumps. It's a rhythm. So it's, precise. It's totally a rhythm you get into Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Um, I find it's best to run through the levels if yeah. you can. Yeah, Learn them, play through them, know the level, and then run through it and mm-hmm. just sort of. You've got to have balls of steel to play Donkey Kong Country. You have. You've got to have that. You've got to really have that confidence in what you're doing because you can't just be furtive about what you do in Donkey Country. You've got to be definite exactly. and precise. And it will take you a long time, I think, well, unless you're really good at video games, to actually learn the level and to have that confidence just to zip through it yeah. at, a, at a speed, which, uh, yeah. There we go. So that's what I've got to say about Donkey Kong Country. And for anyone who hasn't played Donkey Kong Country and has a Nintendo Switch Online subscription, it's uh, it's available, and that's a great way to to try it. You should give it a go. Um, I also I recommend though they're not rated the most favorably. I don't actually mind the Donkey Kong Land games on the Game Boy either. Mm. I think Donkey Kong yes. Land One and mm, Two yeah. mm-hmm. in particular are are pretty good. I recommend yep, them. Yep, and I'm in agreement. Also the uh, the version of Donkey Kong Country on the Game Boy Color, I find, is actually rather good as well. Yeah, Limited, 100%. But um, it plays really well for a port of <laughs> a you know really what, right? impressive I, I, game. Me being me, I didn't realise until very recently, because I had thought it was Donkey Kong Country was just on the, on the Game Boy Color, and then that there was Donkey Kong Country 2 and 3 on the Game Boy Advance. I mm. didn't realise there was also a port of Donkey Kong Country, the first game, to the Game Boy Advance. I'd never seen it. Oh, yes. I've I've played both. I actually prefer the Game Boy Colour one, weirdly. Yeah, me too. It's, Strangely. It, I don't know. It, I think it plays better for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I, th- I think so. There's, I... Al- there's also actually a port of Donkey Kong Country 3 to the Game Boy Colour, which is only available in Japan, which is also worth a look. To be fair, mm. don't know why Donkey Kong Country Two never made its way under the Game Boy Color. It's very odd. Maybe yeah. it did. Definitely Maybe got that on the archive. on the Game Boy Advance. Donkey Kong Country Two. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think I pick- ended up picking up loads of them for some reason, right? Like I got loads of them in Denmark. Donkey yeah. Kong Country Two and Three. They just they would show up a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that would be my uh, another recommendation. I do like a good platform game, Matthew. I know you do, Tom Parry. I know you do. Have you been playing anything else this last week? The last no, two weeks? No, not really, so. to be honest with you. Um, I I bought some games. I, I've been Ooh. going... I've also bought some games. Yes. Oh, really? I bought some Game Boy games. I bought uh, Looney Tunes from Sunsoft uh, for the Game Boy Color. I bought Monster Rancher, Battle Cards, Game Boy Advance. I bought Towers, Lord Bailiff's Deceit, which I haven't played yet. <laughs> what on earth? A Bailiff? Yeah. I think his name's Lord. I th- I th- oh no, it's not Lord Baniff. Lord, not Lord. Okay, Baniff, sorry. Say that again. This is like it's at that point now where I, I've got like twenty Game Boy Color games left to get, and I'm just I'm slowly buying them as I see them. Mm-hmm. But like, I, lovely. I just yeah, I I don't know until I get into biographics again. I just have no interest in playing them. I just feel like I'm going through the motions and getting them for the the sake of getting them now because uh-huh, uh-huh. a lot of them are just really really trash licensed games that I've put off buying. They're not expensive, uh-huh. but it's like extreme sports with the Bernstein Bears, which it's, it just doesn't need to exist. It just doesn't. But I need no, it because I the have madness a sickness. Of, it's the madness of collecting a full set of anything. 
Yeah. Um, Ali was saying to me, retro to when I was in the store, that Dreamcast is quite popular at the moment because it's not a huge um, library of games. Yeah. You know, that people can feasibly collect all of them yeah. if they feel so inclined. Um, but yeah, even though that's the case, I still wouldn't want to own every Dreamcast. No, game. <laughs> 100%. And I mean, yeah. like, I, I even felt a bit like bamboozled by some of the prices of games that are on the Dreamcast. Like, when I mm. got mine, I was like, oh, mm. great, I'm going to buy Shenmue 1 and 2. I'm going to buy some stuff. Like, I wanted Egg. I wanted Blue Stinger. I wanted Skies of Arcadia. Oh. I started looking at prices of some of these games. I was like, why are these so expensive when they're well, also available on other consoles? Blue Stinger, Blue Stinger isn't. Blue is Stinger isn't. Neither is Egg. No. I understand why Egg um, is, but... Yeah, Blue Stinger I picked up recently, actually. Uh, for do you want to tell how much you got Blue Stinger for? There we go. Let's do a little tell bit me of a, bit of a bit of a research. How much do you think Blue Stinger costs nowadays? Mm, about twenty quid. Sixteen pounds. I knew it'd be in that Free region because I I yeah. bought it for a five year in Denmark, and even at the time <laughs> it was a decent price for it. So I got Blue Stinger. I got what? Well, it's all Dreamcast games. Unreal Tournament. Yeah. And uh, a game which I'm going to recommend. Yeah, it's good. Uh, well, that, yeah. But also, I'll recommend this. Uh, Walt Disney World Quest Magic Race. Um, oh, gosh. It may be a Game Boy version. Of there is a Game Boy Color version of it, yeah. Oh, God, what's it called? Magical... It's just called Magical Race, isn't it? Magical Racing Tour. Walt Disney World Magical Racing Tour. Uh, developed by Crystal Dynamics, at least on the Dreamcast. It's, it's... As is the Game Boy one. Ah, a satisfying kart racer. I think I have it for the original PlayStation. Now I'm thinking about it. Very it as much well. a Dreamcast version. Very much looks like a high resolution PlayStation One game. That would explain a lot. <laughs> yeah, no. Looking on RetroCollect, there is a PlayStation One version of it. Yeah, um, good kart racer. Um, long been curious about it. Picked it up recently for around uh, fifteen pounds. Fifteen. So this seems to be the going rate in a lot of these. And real tournament was fifteen. Yeah. These are the cheapest I could find them on eBay currently. Um. Did those come with a case that wasn't absolutely battered as well for that price? Um, I think uh, maybe one or two of them, the front was damaged. But yeah. uh, keep the games in the back, you never have to open up the front. Wait. <laughs> That's what you do with Dreamcast games. I think it, they, they mostly retained all their little spindles for keeping the disc in. So that's, uh, that's good. That's a good one. Uh, after playing Pinball, again... Um, when, when I was in the Leon C at uh, Neon Knights, I, I decided, oh, yeah, I'd love a pinball game. I decided to look up what, what pinball games I could get. And I came across one called um, Ultimate Pro Pinball for the Xbox. It's also on PS2 and Dreamcast. Originally, I found the Dreamcast game, which was too expensive, I thought. So then I saw that it was released on PS2 and Xbox. I was going to get the PS2 one because it was the cheapest. But then I thought, well, I've already got um, Akira pinball for the ps which isn't very good no i was I've gonna got, say um, like yeah you've got a terrible ps2 yeah. i've also got game. flipnik which flipnik's a good uh pinball game but albeit not very traditional for the I, ps1 i can't remember if play it pinball for the ps2 is any good okay well this is ultimate pro pinball and i i ended up getting the xbox version unfortunately i have discovered that the component cable i use to connect my Xbox to my television has incredible lag, and it is not <laughs> very oh, no. uh, uh, very good for uh, a pinball game. That's so us. there you go. 
try and play a pinball game with lag. It, it's uh... yeah, I can imagine that's a pain in the ass. <laughs> so um, I got a pinball game for PS4 instead. The the, the, the Pro Pinball FX3. I got some of the a bundle for four pounds of the three Star Wars tables, which include Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader themed board, and a uh, X-wing versus Tie Fighter themed board, and and they're all very fun. I'm sure. I've never seen a, a Star Wars pinball table. I've actually been playing a lot more pinball over the last week as well. Hmm. I've started started to get quite good at the Guns N' Roses table that we have at work. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, nothing beats it. playing pinball with a real machine, but considering I don't have one of them available to me, I uh, video pinball is what it's, I've been playing. It's fair. It's fair. I can go on. I got Soldier of Fortune Gold for the um, PS2. Yeah? How was that? Which, yeah interestingly it plays well i mean uh i'm not so uh shocked by the graphics you know at the time it, it's still a very violent game yeah but uh yeah it's the ability to shoot off heads and limbs anyway it feels relatively modern uh, as a shooter still i was surprised the auto aim is really prevalent uh, i think you can turn it off but uh because the PlayStation wireless PlayStation pad I was using for it, um, the sticks are a bit stiff. Yeah. Um, I found I couldn't really do many sort of minute movements, so okay. the auto aim was actually quite uh, helpful. helpful there. I mean, so that's a very cheap game. Pay a couple of quid for it. Don't don't pay any more. Yeah. Console games like I I'm, <laughs> I'm all for auto aim with some of those games, especially when they're PC yeah. ports because they rely on such accuracy. Yeah. You can, however, use a keyboard and mouse. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. And lastly, three more. Believe it or not, I've been I've been buying a lot of games lately. I I rebought Bushido Blade on the PS One, a game I sold um, many years ago because I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't appreciate it. I've since played that Crouching Tiger Tiger game on PS Two. Yeah, and found an appreciation for this sort of one hit kills fighting game. Yeah, which is Bushido Blade. So I'm I'm. Looking forward to playing it again, seeing if I can, now with my refined palette, appreciate the game a lot more than I did when I just wanted to play Street Fighter or Tekken. Are you going to try and get into Dive Kick as well? Uh, Dive Kick, yeah, I do own Dive Kick. I have played Dive Kick. I find it quite enjoyable. I think um, I showed someone Dive Kick once. They really didn't get it. No? Um, They didn't appreciate it. Well, whereas I know you do. I do. I like Dive Kick. I think it's a pretty good game. And uh, two more, Yu Yu Hakusho 2 for the Super Famicom. Yeah. I got that box complete for under £15, 14 That's all right. free postage. I thought it was good. I found a very um, well-priced eBay seller uh, who's got a lot of imports on there for very reasonable prices, the Retro Villa. Um, I also picked up the Japanese copy of Dragon Ball Final Bout. As much as I dislike that game, I'm hoping the increased speed from playing the NTSC version would hopefully improve it somewhat. As someone who imported that game from Japan, it's perhaps my only <laughs> Japanese import. Don't count on it, Tom. It's still no. shit. It's um, really bad, the PAL version. I'm hoping a little bit of extra speed might just make it a little bit more playable. I mean, I remember it being okay. Like, I I certainly hate it less than you do, and maybe that's why. Because you play the Japanese I one. I played the Japanese um, one, yeah. It was cheap enough, so... Um, I've nearly bought you the PAL one a couple of times, and I'm just like, you actively yeah. dislike this game so much that it seems pointless. <laughs> well, no, I, I still do own it on PAL, but yeah. It's not one I 
as one people suggest, I, I, my friend Gareth came over the other week, let's play Dragon Ball Z fighting game. Oh, you've got that one on PS1, Final Bout. Shall we play that? <laughs> uh, let's not. I think we ended up playing uh, Budokai 3, which yeah. is, uh, is a much better game. I, I still haven't played. I bought Dragon Ball Z Legends ages ago, which I... I seem to remember was quite a pricey game even then oh, remind me what format legends is on is it on the ps1 it is on the ps2 legends ps2 yeah legendary super warriors is the full name of the no no that's the game by color one which one is it uh <laughs> yeah. dragon balls there's a few on the ps2 i thought it was legends there's super dragon ball z there's the budokai games there's the tenkaichi games no it There's is infinite world it might for... be infinite world with the gimmick of you fly around like an open world yes that's the one okay i got infinite i feel like i yeah you got that ages ago didn't you yeah i did <laughs> i think you got that while i was living with you yeah I, I still need to play it i bought it for someone at some point like i was when ps2 games were still in abundance here Someone asked me to keep a lookout for it, and then they never like I managed to find them a copy, and then they mm. didn't want it for some reason. Here's one Dragon Ball Z game I've never played, and I've played most of them. Uh, Sagas for the original Xbox. Oh, I've never played that. I've never played that. I've not heard great things, but why don't I'm still you, intrigued? Why don't you own it? That seems like a thing that you should own, Tom Parry. Oh, I'll get round to it, Matt. Come on, not made the money. <laughs> Fair. Uh, maybe it was only released in the uh, US, and therefore that's why I didn't get it. Maybe. Um, now I have the ability to play uh, US Xbox games. I actually bought, um, oh God, this, this is a few weeks ago now, but uh, a fighting game that was only released in Japan and the US for the original Xbox, developed by Dream Factory, who did Tobol Number 1. Right. Um, Chojin is at least part of the title. Uh which I think is like a Japanese word for like demons, isn't it? Yeah. Chojin. Uh, so it is called uh, Kakuto Chojin. Okay. And it's a yeah Japanese developed fighting game for the original Xbox, which is not released in PAL territories. <laughs> not released in PAL Teletubbies. Teletubbies, yeah, correct. So um, once I have access to an Xbox that can play that, which I don't have currently, I can uh, tell you what that's like. Cool. I look forward to hearing about it. And don't you just love Resident Evil 4? Yeah, I do. That's my final thought for yes, this uh, it's good. episode. Because I bought the Switch copy. Oh, Switch really? Version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was hoping to play it on the train coming back from crew. But uh, it turns out my Switch battery was too low to actually... <laughs> properly get into playing it again it's a shame but uh yeah this was sparked by getting from um retro hunter i i picked up the the wii version yeah uh for four pounds and i was like oh i want to keep playing this but the wii version looks pretty crap on my tally uh, here yeah uh and i've got the original xbox 360 hd version but I thought, oh, this one's portable as well. I'll play it on the train coming back. You know what? Well, oh, it's on sale on oh, the, the Switch. Convenient. Oh, I'll, I'll get that. And um, yeah, well, what can you say about Resident Evil 4? It's still a game I enjoy coming back to all these years later. It's a good game. 
Yep. Yeah. So I, my last, the last thing I'm gonna leave you with before we wrap up this podcast. Mm. Do you remember, like, we've had conversations about One Piece games on this podcast multiple oh, times. Yeah. I've um, played a few. It is. It has become the new Kuzer and Shenmue of this podcast. Us talking about One Piece. Um, mm. but I, I did some DIY over the weekend because, as you know, I have a very large desk which I use for editing in my games room. And on mm. the back of that desk, there are shelves that I've never really had access to, either here or in our previous apartment, because it was always facing the wall. And so I was like, right, there's some stuff on the back of these. I should lift the table up, clean it off, take that stuff off, and then saw through the small bit of like back wood that is on this desk so I actually can access those shelves. I'm wondering how this is going to link into One Piece. Um, not only did I find multiple copies of games I own, um, there was a copy of um, the PS2 Grand Adventure. Oh, yeah. But there was also um, One Piece Red for for both the 3DS and the Wii U. Oh my gosh! I, well, I thought you had—I knew you had the Wii U one. Yeah, I, I had completely forgotten because I didn't. I thought we did. We talked about it on this podcast, and I went upstairs yeah. and I looked, and I was like, "Oh no, apparently I don't have it." And yeah, uh, I do. It was just like I had clearly at the time gone like, "Oh well, I don't like this is a game that doesn't need to go on the shelf." It's just one I picked up to sell at some point. I just really, put, yeah, I just put, really, yeah, Matthew, no, I know. Before you'd even experience One Piece, you're like, put this to one side, never gonna play. Well, this. I mean, I bought it because it was on like three for two, and it was probably cheap, so yeah. I just bought it because at some point, much like the Dreamcast, Tom Parry, the the Wii U's library is relatively small enough that you can get a full set, and so like that's always kind of been in the back of my mind, going, I don't really need that many Wii U games. Maybe I should just buy these last forty, and I'm just like, no. I don't need some them. of them now are hard. Did you get Tank Tank Tank? I did get Tank Tank Tank. Did you get Wii Sports Club? Uh, maybe. Yeah, that's one that I got. I think an Australian copy of because it was hard to. Yeah. Get otherwise. I think I've got Funky Barn, as well. <laughs> I've definitely got the freaking um, Monster High games. Have you got a uh, fast RMX? Yes, RMX? yes, I definitely have that. That I bought when it came out. I was like, oh man, I want that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah, you found some games you didn't know you had. Nice. I did. Uh, yeah. One Piece Grand Adventure for PS2. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. I will give it a go, Tom Parry, and let you know what I think about it. Well, it's like Grand Battle, but with. Uh, very, very light RPG elements and levelling up. You know me, Tom Parry. I love levelling up. In fact, I'm yeah. going to go level up in Fortnite right now. <laughs> okay. Enjoy, yeah, Matthew. Maybe I even I shall um, give it a go. Give it a go, Tom Parry. You can play time. with me on whatever format you're on. It's the wonders of Epic. It's everywhere. Will you protect me? I will protect you, Tom Parry. <laughs> I will be your hero, baby. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Okay, righto. Um, if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find us in a variety of places, such as on facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack, at Twitter, at TMACast for the two of us, at Game Boyle for me, at Tom Parry 11 for him. And you can listen to it in a variety of places as well, such as on blastprocess.com, Tom and Matt Attack.com forward slash podcast iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. While you're in iTunes, give us cheeky written, subscribe, etc., etc. Tom Parry, always a pleasure. Are we doing a podcast next week? I think uh, we are. 
Yeah, yeah, right now I don't see why not. Good. Okay. If so you're available, I, I am I Tom Parry. I think I'm. I think I'm available. I am Tom Parry. <laughs> we will do a podcast <laughs> next week, everybody. So keep your ears peeled. Well, you know, put some suntan lotion on them. Don't don't let them peel. That would be bad for your listening pleasure of the podcast. Anyways, until next week. Be sure, as always, to game on. Game on. Bye.